Welcome back to the HMA Interview Podcast. We are excited to have Junior World Champion Maya Nelson join us today for the 47th interview. Before we roll the episode, let me fill you in on the latest at HMA Wrestling. First and foremost, we are very, very close to finishing up our next merchandise order, and we'll put the gear up on our site once we get it in. Also, our brand new Rockfin page is looking super clean, and we'd love it if you go check it out over at rockfin.com slash HMA Wrestling. All right, enough from me. Let's turn it over to Maya Nelson. All right, we are back for the 47th interview for Home Mat Advantage, joined today by Maya Nelson. Maya, how's it going today? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm really excited for this interview. Um, I think I've, I've been trying to get in touch with you for a while and get, get this interview set up, um, so I'm really, really excited to get going with this. Cool. Um, so, first of all, obviously, this is a really really weird time for you and and for all wrestlers across the country what what has training been like for you this summer just take me back the last two months what's a day in the life like for Maya Nelson well actually I recently had soldier, shoulder surgery um I got it in May uh, May 26 to be exact so I've been actually healing from surgery um I tore my labrum last October and was I was, was that just in practice no, it was at U23 Worlds. It was in my repercharge match. I uh, shot in for a double, and then my shoulder came completely out the socket. It was very painful, and then I had to, you know, um, take myself out of the rest of the tournament, which yeah. was unfortunate, but I knew that I was still trying to make an Olympic team. And so uh, I talked with my trainers mm-hmm. at the time. They're like, you know, yeah, it's torn, um, but... I guess we can just see how good you do. I went to nationals in December. Um, You know, I didn't, I made it to the finals because I needed to get my bid for Olympic trials. And then Mm -hmm. I, uh, I opted out of the finals uh, just so I could have more time to get as healthy as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happened and I talked to my coaches and I was like, I need this surgery. So I think I'm going to get it during this downtime. And that's when I got my surgery and I've been healing ever since. So a day in the life for me is I, uh, I'm still at the Olympic Training Center and I usually go in for lifts at 9am. And then after my 9am lift, um, I have rehab from about 10 to 11. And then I'm usually free after that. So I'll go now that I can run and stuff without my shoulder hurting. I'll go for a run or uh, go sit outside or something like that. Yeah, well, there's really no good time for a, for an injury, but if you had to pick a time, this is this is a good one. And that's um, what everybody's been telling me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so, are you are you totally recovered now, or are you still in rehab? I'm still in rehab. Um, I don't even have full range of motion back, but I wow. am doing really good with with um, my rehab, and I'm doing really good with getting back and being stronger, and I'm on a really good track right now, so have the best care here, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good place to be um, a, a top-level wrestler, but um, let's let's take it back to the beginning of your career and, uh, and just where it all started. How did you get involved in the sport of wrestling? Because um, obviously, when you started at that time, there really was not much of a a call for women's wrestling, but, um, that's grown a lot since then. But how did, how did you get involved in the sport? I started when I was about four years old. I, my dad is a little league coach and he still coaches little league here in Colorado. He has a little, um, 
team in Denver, but he was a workaholic and I wanted to be daddy's little girl. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do all the sports that he coaches. So I asked my mom and my dad and I was like, hey, can I wrestle, you know, like three and a half years old, this little chunky little Maya asking her parents and they, they were completely on board. And, you know, I'm so grateful to have a great support system with them because some, some parents are, are opposed to that, especially because I was growing up in a time where women or girls weren't really wrestling. Um, so I started wrestling when I was four, lost every single match for the first two years. Um, and then I guess I finally won and I was like, I like this feeling. So I continued to wrestle <laughs> after that, obviously. Look where I'm at, so. So when you first started to love it, was that right away or was it when you started to find some success? When did you first start to love the sport? Man, I want to say that it was it was fate because there's no other reason why a four-year-old can go through two years of poundings and not quit, you know? So I want to mm -hmm. say it's fate. It was love at first sight and I just... I don't know. I just was a strong kid, I guess, because I continued. And then when I did start winning, it was like, oh, this was this was that feeling I was chasing after, even yeah. though I had lost so many times and cried so many times by that point. So what do you think about it drew you in so much? Because obviously it was a it was a weird position for you to be in. Not many girls really loved wrestling. What do you think about it? Did you like so much? I think it was the challenge for sure. I, I really I've always liked being challenged and I think um, wrestling, like it's a constant challenge, you know, it's never easy. Nothing is ever given to you. Um, so I think it was the challenge. And on top of that, I really like the hard work and like putting out that hard work and getting results back from that. And I think I was, I was always been a little stubborn. So there were some people that didn't, want me to wrestle and really did try to push me out but in my head I was like I'm gonna prove them wrong like you can't tell me what I can and can't do so I think all of that together really let me thrive in the sport yeah um so as you started to get older were you starting to wrestle more girls or was it pretty much when you when you were growing up you just wrestled boys um, as I was getting older, um, I think my parent, my mom and dad, they started looking more into, you know, getting me to all girls tournaments. So my first girls tournament, I want to say it was like, mm, maybe 11 or 12. And they had this tournament in Michigan and it was all girls. And that was the first time I had wrestled all girls. Um, and you know, prior to that I had seen, cause Adeline Gray is also from Colorado. So I'd seen her growing up and um, how much success she was having too. So that was nice to see another woman wrestle because, you know, we all, we all have people that we look up to and it's always nice to see yourself in someone and her being a woman, I was like, Oh, I can do it. If Adeline, you know, continuing to do it. And so my first tournament was in Michigan. Um, and as I grew older, there were more tournaments that I could go to. Cause then I was going to Oklahoma and then I finally met um, Aaron Tomio or Aaron Vandiver now um, I met her through uh, Chad Vandiver and they kind of introduced me into USA wrestling and that's when I started going to body bar uh, that's what it was called at the time um, and I started making teams and um, just gaining more success on the USA wrestling aspect. so you, you mentioned Adeline um, so you guys both grew up were you guys close to each other 
in like uh, distance? We didn't live very close to each other, mm -hmm. but um, we were both pretty much in Denver, so I would see yeah. her at tournaments. So like we were like I couldn't just walk down the street and I'd be by right. her, but I could I saw her at very many tournaments growing up. What, what is she? Is she six, five or six years older than you? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Pro probably that sounds about right. Yeah, like six, six years older than me. So she kind of paved the way. She was like. At the tournaments, but in high school division or something when you were fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty cool that you guys are now right at making making world teams and stuff together on that level. Mm -hmm. um, wrestling Final X and stuff like that. That's really cool that from the young age, you guys knew each other. And then now you're at this level. That's really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And she's she's a good friend of mine. And, it you know, when she started making teams, she would say things like, oh, Maya, I can't wait to be on teams together. And when I was younger, I was like, okay, like, that's cool that you believe in me. But it's definitely nice to have friends like that around you because they push you to, you know, bigger heights and right. it pushes you to be better. So when you were – when you were growing up in your club, did you wrestle at, at your dad's little league club, or did you wrestle at another club? No, I wrestled at my dad's little league club, and the whole daddy's little girl thing didn't really work out because he just worked me harder than everyone else. Like, which was obviously a good thing, but you know, I gave up. I started giving up weekends a lot sooner than a other little kids like we would he, we'd be like he'd wake me up on Saturdays and be like come on we're going to the field and then I'd be doing hill sprints and stuff but yeah so I did I wrestled in his it was blue nights before but now it's just the nights um so yeah the Knights wrestling club that's where I grew up <laughs> and did you wrestle with them all the way through your high school all the mm -hmm. way through um well so I wrestled them from four years old till eighth grade. And then when I got to high school, um, it was it was a cool dynamic because my high school coach was great. I love my high school coach. Like, shout out to Coach Randy. Um, but so my dad kind of released me from being under him as an athlete. And he kind of um, took on the dad role again instead of the coach role. And yeah. then he let my high school coach coach me throughout high school. So it was it was a really good dynamic. And everybody was on the same page. <laughs> so um, when you got into high school, has, has Colorado sanctioned women's wrestling yet? They sanctioned it. So the first um, state championship that was sanctioned was last year. Last and year. That so was you really just missed cool. it. Yeah, I just missed it. But at the end of the day, as long as now, now that they have that option, like it's so humbling to go into that room and see so many women wrestling. Um, and my alma mater, my high school, two, two girls actually won state last year. So wow, that was really cool. cool to see too. Yeah. So and and I go back, I go back to them and I help them out sometimes, but yeah. It's so cool you wrestled, you wrestled in the boys state tournament all four years? Not all four years. I uh, made it my junior year and my mm -hmm. senior year and okay. my junior year, I won a match. Um, so both of them, obviously like historical runs, but yeah, I did my senior year. I didn't do as well. Well, that's still super, super impressive. Um, but did you, when you were training, would you, are you training mostly with boys and, and who are some of your training partners? Um, so 
I pretty much only trained with boys, like from four years old till my senior year, I pretty much only trained with boys. The only time I got to train with the girls was when USA Wrestling had camps. Mm -hmm. um, I was the only girl on my team while I was in high school, um, which for me, like, I'm so glad I had a positive experience because my teammates, they respected me. They um, listened to me because I was a team captain my junior and senior year. Um, so I had a really positive experience. And, you know, my my workout partners were David Cavanaugh and um, this kid named Polo and Dominic Resendez. So they're really, really good friends now. And they really pushed me in the room. And I think whenever you have someone like when it comes to partners, like you, you have to have someone that's going to throw their ego out the window because if you're just butting heads and bullying each other the whole time, then you're not getting anything out of it. So I was very fortunate, very, very fortunate to have a great team, great partners, great coaches. Um, like literally every day, I am so blessed for that opportunity for sure. Absolutely. So um, I guess at the time you were wrestling all folk style, um, but girls wrestling has started to move a lot freestyle high school and college. Um, when did you first get introduced to, to freestyle? Did you wrestle that from a young age? I got introduced probably in middle school, and I was wrestling boys in uh, freestyle and stuff. And I remember my first freestyle match. I'm pretty sure I got thrown like three times because I was like doing a double, and I kept you know running into them, and they just body locked me and threw me over. So I had to learn not to do that, obviously. So it was definitely middle school when I got introduced, but actually practicing freestyle. That was my freshman year. That's when I actually started practicing freestyle. I had a coach. I had Chad Vandiver. If you don't know, he's a Greco, he's a Greco wrestler, um, but he was my coach um, in this little MMA wrestling gym. It was him and Lindsey Durlocker. I don't know if you remember him. Um, he was a great man. And so I had them to teach me freestyle and, you know, st the style of Olympic wrestling. So that was you know, I dived into that my freshman year, and I loved it. I love freestyle. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, so when you were in high school, were you recruited by Cumberlands, and, and how did that – what was that recruiting process like for you? I was recruited by Cumberlands. Um, I actually met the coach at a USA Wrestling camp, and he was there. And um, he talked to me and he was like, you're a very hard worker. I really like that. I think you'd be really good for the team. And at the time, I, I kind of like I, I thought it was going to go a different way. I thought I was going to be recruited by a lot of schools and I really wasn't. Um, but I, two schools did actively recruit me, actively talk to me. And I actually went to visit both of them. And Cumberland seemed like a better fit. Um, so when I went there, I was very, um, down to business. I didn't hang out with a lot of people. It was mostly, I would go to my classes. I would go to rehab or something. Cause I, I've had a lot of injuries over my career, but I would go to rehab and then I'd go straight to practice. And that was just, I was just very focused in college. So you knew you wanted to wrestle, wrestle in college from early on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I knew, um, like college was already 
you know, my family, my mom and dad, they really push like, you got to be in college, you got to get your degree. So I already knew I was going to college and I knew wrestling was going to get me out of, you know, the area that I grew up in. Um, so I, I already knew that I was going to go to college for wrestling um, on a scholarship because that was the only way I could afford um, any type of schooling. So, yeah. So um, your first world team, you made the junior world team. Um, what what made you decide you wanted to compete in the in the junior world team trials? When did you first start thinking, hey, some of my goals are I want to be an Olympic champion. I want to be a world champion. When did that first start to cross your mind? Oh, man, I want to say when I first went to Pan Ams in, yeah, I think 2014, that was my first Pan Ams. And I won Pan Ams. It was in Brazil. And it was a really good experience for me. But I was like, you know, this is what I want to do. Like, I really, really want to be an Olympic champion. And at that time, you know, I've been wrestling for so many years. And I was like, you know, this is the end all be all like Olympic champion. You can't get any better than that. Um, so I think, yeah, around 2014, when I went to Pan Ams, I was like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. I'm going to work hard for this. And then finally, you know, I was always number two, you know, I was losing to Becca Leathers. I was losing to Kayla Miracle. I was losing to Tashaya Allo, and I was always number two. And, uh, finally, um, 2016, I went there and I was like, you know what? no one's beating me. I'm tired of this. I, I'm not going to be beat. And I actually moved up a weight class. I was, I was cutting down pretty hard to 58 for a while. And I moved up to 63 kilos because that was the weight class at the time. And I made the team and I was like, okay. <laughs> so finally, all this hard work is starting to pay off. First step, making the team. <laughs> so what was the, uh, the first trip you had? Was Pan Ams out of the country or was that, yes. was that in the United States? No, it was, so the first trip I had was Pan Ams, and it was in Recife, Brazil, um, and then that same year, I also was able to do a tour, it was a double tour, and I got to go to Germany and Austria, so all of that, I, and I love traveling, like, when I was little, you know, when they ask you what you want to be when you grow up, I used to always say a traveler, even though that's, that's not a job, but that's what I wanted to be. So when I had the opportunity to travel and do something that I love, like wrestling, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is definitely, this is definitely yeah. what I was shooting for when I was, you know, a little girl telling people what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> I bet that was, that was really fun for you. How old were you at the time when you first went to Pan Ams? Uh, oh man, 2014, that's like junior year of high school. About 17. 16. I, I'm, I was a young, yeah, I was young when I was in high school. I, I, I skipped kindergarten and I just went like straight to first grade. So yeah, I was a little young. So 16, I believe. 16? Maybe that's, 17, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a, a really fun trip for, for 16. And uh, how, how did you do at Pan Ams? I won. Year? Yeah. I, that makes I a lot more fun, Pan doesn't Am. it? <laughs> <laughs> I won and it was, like I said, it was a great experience. I was just like, oh man, like, at first I was nervous because when you're, I feel like a lot of times, most, a lot of young wrestlers, they put a lot of pressure on like, oh, this girl is from a different country. Like, I don't know what she's going to do, but you kind of just, you know, if you just get that out of your brain, you're like wrestling is wrestling. There's nothing, there's nothing they're going to do that you have not seen before. So once I got that out of my head, I just went out there and I was just wrecking shop. I think I teched everybody through the finals. So that was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I bet. Um, so when did you first, what was it like when you first got on campus at Cumberland? Um, was, was the training different than what you were used to in high school or was it, was it different when you were wrestling just all girls? What was that environment like when you first got there? It was, first off, it was very cool. Like I loved, loved my teammates and to this day I'll call them and, you know, check up on them. Um, it was uh, it was really cool because I had always been on a men's team and I was always the minority and, you know, like they, they all always did respect me, but it, it's just a different setting when you're around other girls and girls just wrestle differently as well. Um, they're a lot more flexible. Their hips are a lot more stronger. Um, so that was a totally different aspect. And I think for me also, I think when I went to college, I was, I don't know if I was hoping or under the impression that, you know, everybody wants to be a champion, right? But sometimes some, some people just go to college for the scholarship. And like, so I did have to separate some of my feelings towards that because these girls are great people. Um, but some of them didn't want to be champions. And I think like for me, I, was, I had never experienced like everyone not wanting to just win, you know? So that was, it was definitely a different level for sure. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, so was it harder? Was it, was the training more rigorous or was it about what you're used to? Um, I wouldn't say it was harder. Um, my high school coach was to this day, he's still crazy, but my high school coach used to work us so hard. So it definitely was not harder. And I, you know, had a lot of experience putting myself in situations that were uncomfortable. So when I did get to this college program, it was a really easy transition because I knew what I had to do to be the best. And so I did a lot of workouts on my own. And I, I, I actually like that, that aspect of college because they treat you like an adult, you know, like you get what you want out of it. If you want to be a champion, you have to put in the work. And so I was one of those people where I was putting in the work, I was doing extra work, I was making sure I got what I needed because, um, and Terry Steiner really likes to say this, he's always like, you know, nobody cares how you feel. And it's definitely true when, it start, when you start becoming a, an adult, you're like, oh, okay, I need to do this on my own if I really want this. So yeah. going in with that mindset, I, I, you know, did pretty well. That makes sense. Um, so, what was your what was your college um, wrestling career like? Were you, were you successful, uh, like you wanted to be? Um, and then, when did you start looking forward to moving out to the Olympic Training Center and starting to focus back on international wrestling? So, I um, I was very successful. I went undefeated the whole time I was in college. Unfortunately, I suffered some injuries, so I never went to, it was WCWA Nationals when I was in college, and I never went, because the you, first you time... You went to it? No. Uh, the wow. first year, my freshman year, um, I actually got injured at the Dave Schultz tournament, and um, it, my, I was very close to tearing my... Um, uh, it's a muscle in my thigh. I can't. <laughs> I was very close to tearing something in my thigh. Um, so, and that was like two weeks before nationals. And so I did not go to nationals my freshman year. And then my sophomore year, um, some stuff happened and I had to leave 
Um, so, and that was in January of my sophomore year. So we were, um, you know, just trying to peak for nationals and some things happened and I, I, uh, had to move. I, it wasn't, um, something that I wanted to do, but I definitely needed to get out of that situation. And, um, I moved to the Olympic training center in January of 2017, which, you know, for me, I'm always like, you know what, everything happens for a reason. And for sure that year, that definitely happened for a reason, because that's also when I won my world championship. So, (laughs) yeah, well, that's, that's really cool that you were able to, um, to battle back from that. Um, so you've had, you've had a bunch of injuries throughout the years. Um, what is, what is your process like fighting through that? Because a lot of people really don't know how to handle injuries and aren't used to getting them. Um, but obviously you've been there, you've been someone who's very experienced with that and I'm sure that's been super hard for you. So how have you been able to, to battle with that and, and be able to overcome it? Oh man, it, over time I've gotten, a more positive I know it's hard to look at injuries in a positive light but at the end of the day if I was just gonna be sad and down about it there was just no way I was gonna get out of that rut so I definitely have had to work on my process um because you know sometimes I was like sitting there just devastated and having to pull myself out of that very many times um my coaches my family they helped me a lot from that to just from you know getting so at such low you know moments um after injuries but like i said um as i grown it's just like oh it's another injury you're gonna rehab it you're gonna take some time off and then you're gonna come back even stronger and that's exactly what i felt like for you know these surgeries but my first surgery was you know i've had many injuries but my first surgery was my um right shoulder and after that one, that one was really hard for me. And, um, I got my surgery in 2018 and 2018 actually became a very hard year just personally and physically. Um, and then having this net, you know, this surgery on my left side, I knew what I was getting into. I knew the pain tolerance. I knew all of that. So I definitely came into this injury a lot, you know, more positive and being like, Hey, you're okay. You're going to come back stronger. And it sounds weird, but I have had a lot, like my confidence has built a lot more because I'm like, man, once I am healthy, it is over for all these girls. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but it, it, it's gotta be so hard for you. Just having so many setbacks with that. Um, it's gotta be really hard. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was definitely hard. It's, it's hard to swallow every time you get an injury. You're like, okay, this happened. And, and for me, I do a really good job at trying to see, which I don't know if this is good in the real world, but in the wrestling world, I see things very logically. You know, I can't, like, yes, I get down, but I'm like, logically, is, it, is this going to help me? Is me crying in my room for two days going to help me get better? No. So I just reroute that and I'm like, okay, let's see what, what can I do to get better? What can I do to get healthier? And just being able to reroute that mindset, I think has helped me a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I'm sure being in the environment too, being in Colorado Springs where basically, I, and I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about it, 
if you're wrestling in an RTC or something, there's a whole college campus there. There's a lot of things to do. But in Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center, it's it's all wrestling, and you're there for wrestling. And that's pretty much it. So I'm mm-hmm. sure being injured and having everybody surrounding you going to practice every day, being committed to, to chasing their goals, and you have to kind of sit back and watch. It's got to be really, really hard. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a tough place to be in. That's for sure. Yeah, it was – and, like, my first – surgery that was really tough because you know I was I was younger I was a couple years younger and not as mature and so having to go into practice because you still when you're injured here you still have to go into practice and I would do rehab and stuff while Mm -hmm. like not just sit there but it's really hard because you start getting inside your head and you're watching you know some of your competition and you're like oh man they're getting better I'm just over here injured so it definitely is hard to watch your a lot of your opponents just continue to get better um but again I started rerouting my thinking because I'm like me just being angry or you know being sad that I can't be on the mat is not going to help me so I would I would definitely I just rearrange it I'm like you know what that's their process and this is my process and I'm gonna be okay and I'm gonna get healthy and then it's over for all of them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sure you too, like you on the side, were still able to to get better in other ways and pr- improve your mentality, technique mm-hmm. stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure you had, yeah, like you said, your own process to mm-hmm. to get better through that. Um, did you do much like technique journaling stuff like that? Did you do much mentality mentality work while you're rehabbing? Yes, I actually started watching film, which is something I was not good at growing up because I it always made me really anxious to watch film um but you know when you're on the treadmill or like me I was always on the stairmaster because it it made me work out even harder um I would wouldn't want to just do nothing or watch nothing so I started watching film um I started journaling even more because I like I said I started rerouting that thought process I'm like okay I can't get better on the map but if I watch film, if I start, you know, implementing these techniques that they teach us for, you know, sports psych, maybe I can get the upper edge on, you know, my competition or anything like that. So definitely help me in other areas because before I'm telling you, Aaron used to be like, Maya, you need to watch film. And I'd be like, mm-mm. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm not doing it. So definitely helped me and made me more mature in that aspect. That's funny. I I absolutely love watching film. I love watching wrestling. But uh, did you watch it like your opponents, or did you watch other other wrestlers to to learn from, or did you just watch your opponents? I started with my opponents, um, and then uh, like you know, I'm still growing in this. So I started watching my opponents, and then I would watch you know other people like sometimes like even now I'll watch Adeline what some days I'll watch Vicky some days I'll watch Tamara some days I'll watch Jakara um and just you know picking apart their matches as well because they do a lot of great things that I would like to do um and then um this I'm still trying to work on this part then I started watching the film on myself and have to pick myself apart and you know, see the mistakes where I'm at, see, and, and I, for me, that makes me a little anxious because I'm so hypercritical of myself. Um, so I'm definitely 
intertwining that more into it, but it's definitely, like I said, a growing process for me. That's the hardest part for sure. Um, so you talked about journaling. What, what was your, what, what did you journal? Did you journal twice a day, like morning and night? What, what did your journal look like for, for wrestling? Um, for wrestling, I would just journal actually during practices. Cause especially when I was injured, I would just do it during practices. You know, if I'm, I would be watching, you know, the girls wrestle and I'd see something that I liked, or I saw something that, you know, was a mistake and some, or something that I knew that I did in matches that I needed to change. Um, but being very observant with the people around me and the surroundings that I had. And then when I would start to get more into wrestling after injuries, I would start journaling how I felt during mm -hmm. something or cause sometimes I get frustrated and then I have to, you know, just take it back, look at my journal and then I also journal, um, you know, what I want to get done in a practice um, because I like to be very intentional in practices, especially because I do, I've had so many injuries. Um, being very intentional when I get on the mat actually helps my wrestling and make sure that I'm not just tiring my body out for no reason. Right. Yeah, I, I really like that. I've, I've recently started journaling for my wrestling and I'm just trying to get a hold on what what I should be writing down. I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable with it, but um, there's a lot there. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's definitely different for everyone. Cause I know there's some of my notes that probably no one would be able to understand, but if I can understand it, that's all that matters. Right. And it's like, right. you know, little things where I put my hand, where I put my leg, like sometimes I'll draw a little picture and I'm not a great artist. So they, people will definitely not understand some of my notes, but I understand it. So, and that's all that right. matters. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I, I'm also sure like being in that environment of all the other Team USA girls in Colorado Springs, because like for men's wrestling, there's a lot more RTC involvement, mm -hmm. like not nearly the amount of, uh, of men are there compared to the women, like the top level athletes. So what is what is the, I guess, the aspect there, the family aspect and just the environment in Colorado Springs at the OTC, like for the women's wrestlers there? Man, I love my teammates up here. Um, but, you know, when we're in the wrestling room, we push each other hard. Like, it's, you, would, you probably wouldn't even know that we're friends while we're wrestling because we really try to, we really try to, you know, beat each other up. So, but, and that's what the type of energy you want in a room. Right. Um, and we, we definitely all feed off of that. But outside the wrestling room, like, Jakara is my best friend, Tamara, good friend, Sarah, she's a good friend, Adeline, good friend, Aaron Golston, one of my best friends, like, so we're really friendly outside of the wrestling room, but when we're in the wrestling room, we just, you know, leave all our feelings out the door, because once we step in there, we're trying to be the best in the world. Right, for sure. Um, so when you're, how many, how many workouts a day, like, on a normal basis what, what does a week look like at the OTC so on a normal basis our scheduled practices we have two a days every day except for Wednesday Wednesday usually we only have one practice and then the weekends are kind of on our own um, where it's like you're expected to do something because as a high-level athlete um, you should want to get better at every time of the day but um, so usually like Saturdays they'll they'll schedule like a run or something or something to get outside. And then Sunday we'll have off. Um, if 
you know, if you're that type of person who wants off. I know for me, I usually would wake up at six in the morning and I would um, get like some breakfast in me and then I would go for a run. Um, and then by nine, we would have mat practice. And then in the middle of the day, I would go to sports med and do rehab, anything that I needed for my body to feel good and fit in lunch sometime during the middle of the day. And then we have like a four, three o'clock or four o'clock, depending on um, our scheduling, um, mat practice or a lift, depending on our scheduling as well. Right. Um, and then um, a lot of us would uh, like sauna and stuff just to feel good at the end because you got to stretch and, and make sure your bones aren't all curdled after you're done working oh, out yeah. for all that day. But that, that's like a normal day in the day in, in the life of Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you, are you able to get on the mat right now? Um, or are you still off in rehab right now? I'm not able to get on the mat. I probably won't even be on the mat until sometime next year. Um, just cause, yeah, just, just cause I don't want to go back too soon and rip this shoulder up again. That is yeah. probably worse than getting injured the first time. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. Um, so once, once you get back, obviously that'll probably time really well that you have your good rest period and then you'll, you'll get right up to, to peak for the Olympics. Um, what are, what are some of your goals for the future? How long do you plan to stay in wrestling and then? What are your plans after you want to coach get into MMA? Maybe what, what are your plans? I am a very free spirit. So I'm very much like go with the flow. So after wrestling, I'm just going to see where life takes me, but definitely in wrestling, I have committed uh, to another four years after this Olympic cycle. Um, I've talked to my coaches, Ike Anderson. Um, and so we are agreed that I am committed to another four years, which is nice. Um, and then you know, Olympic, Olympic title. That's definitely number one on the list. Um, after that, I don't know if the, if the wind blows me towards MMA, cool. If it blows me towards coaching, that'd be cool too. But like I said, I'm really go with the flow. I'm very chill down to earth. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. And life's going to take me in the direction that I'm supposed to go. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, um, but the coaching opportunities, I'm hoping, will start opening up for, for women. Um, yeah, that would be just, awesome. Like, Helen got hired at the, uh, at the Maryland RTC recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really, really, I have high hopes um, for D1 wrestling for, at, at the women's level. Um, that would be fantastic, and, and we're pushing that very hard. And I think we're getting close. I think we're getting close, and um, hopefully in the next – five or so years it can it can start to get established um yeah how do you how do you see that going about and um and how would you like to involve yourself in the nca women's wrestling i actually have not like had much thought to it you know when you're an athlete you have to be very selfish so i haven't really thought much about it am i happy you know whenever we get news about it it, i'm ecstatic because, you know, that those were opportunities I would have loved to have um, while I was growing up. So whenever I see, you know, NCAA emerging sports, I'm like, yes, whenever I see, you know, people like ugh, beautiful Helen Morales out there, you know, being a coach, I'm like, this is amazing. 
and I can't wait to see more of my friends go into that and being able to, you know, coach these girls and be role models and um, be able to mentor these girls. Actually, mentoring is something that I'm very big on uh, just because I didn't have a lot of that growing up. Um, especially when it came to other women wrestlers, because, you know, it, we're very spread out, so you can't just, like, right. see them all the time. Um, but, you know, if I were to be involved into any of that, it's definitely, like, a mentorship program, because there's a lot of these girls that are the first in their families to go to college. They're the first, you know, girls in their high school to be able to wrestle against the boys or you know there's a lot of firsts so to be able to mentor them and get them through that that would be amazing absolutely yeah that's that's fantastic and i'm really really excited for the future of women's wrestling it's growing really fast and um and hopefully we can keep it growing i know i'm super excited and it just it keeps growing that's the biggest thing and the most exciting thing to see it just keeps growing and these our competition is getting a lot higher and a lot harder and i love it and people are starting to um to realize that it's it's a growing sport too and uh, and and people are starting to watch it more and more and i think as as we start to push it more people will accept it and and that's kind of what we need right now is is the whole community to accept it for sure and i think a lot like with me growing up and my message has always been I am for equality across the board you know like I, most of these girls they just want to be wrestlers and they just want to be able to wrestle and not have to worry about all of these battles that you know me and my friends are fighting every day and you know maybe one day we can get there and I know we're definitely growing and going towards that but let me tell you, it's a little exhausting having to bet, fight yeah. three different battles on top of fighting this woman. <laughs> so, right. But we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very excited. I think there's a, there's a lot to look forward to um, for this sport. For sure. All right, Maya. Well, that's, that's about all I have for you. Do you have anything else that's on your mind? Anything else you'd like to say before we, before we leave? Um. I don't really have anything to say. Sanction girls wrestling throughout all yeah. of the, the nation, man. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on. I, I really enjoyed the interview. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Until next time. <laughs>